One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. Those of you who are listening, because I'm sure interest levels are dwindling, reflective of the mood generally for Sunderland fans. Great. It's a good horrible, good, good job of wasting our time. <laughs> horrible cold wet day as well, reflective also of the mood, I think, isn't it? Would you say? Yeah. Would you say, yeah. Gareth? Good start, that, isn't it? Good start. Start as you <laughs> mean to go on. I'm not going to try and miss-sell our audience here. It's no, not going to be a bundle of joy, all right? Is that all right You're now? just faffing on with the mic. No problem. Right, we're joined today, tonight, by Richard Mayer from the Sunderland Echo. Pleased to have you back in, Richard. Yeah, pleasure to be here. Good journey. Not so good on the way back, I heard. Oh, it took ages. Our, my driver, Frank Reed, who takes our photos, my driver. I, took, I do, drive, <laughs> do drive now and again. But, uh, yeah, he must have turned off the A19, so it took us a while to get back. Just to turn off the A19. Yeah, so we just uh, and, and not in not in a in a place where you could recover it. No, not very easily. Yeah. <laughs> where was it when you got so obsessed with um, the speed average the speed average cameras. speed cameras that you missed? St- we, we ended up in Doncaster nearly. I stayed, hadn't said anything. I stayed on um, <laughs> the M18. Yeah, instead of coming back, back on the A1, right. probably my dad's because it's yeah. the only place I could like, yeah, away like, games. He was now. like these average speed cameras. I'm going to need to go some away that doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just went straight. I didn't go off of the the M eighteen onto the A nineteen, wasn't it? It was onto the A one. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, he was like, we can't get the A nineteen if we head towards Doncaster. I was like, no, you can't. You can, well, you can. <laughs> yeah, you just have to go to Doncaster first. Yeah, well, it took a while longer. Um, so Richard obviously was down down the game. I, I didn't watch the game, so this is going to be great tonight. Um, but it doesn't stop. I watch the game. But yeah, there you go. So just I'll be I quiet. Lon- I was in London. I'll be quiet. Watched it on a. On well, what else you going to do? You you would have only went to the pub and not watched the game, so you might as well have yeah. tried to watch it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Probably, did you not ask the pub if they would put it on? Was that, um, we're in it? Richmond. Um, yeah, and we, what that means is that they put rugby, the rugby on. on. <laughs> so which I just hate rugby. But anyway, we'll. we'll well, you don't even get on the Six Nations bandwagon. I hate it. I just hate <laughs> rugby. It's the stupidest yeah. sport ever. Someone's going to come and tell us why rugby's much better than football now, I'm sure, but it just seems counterintuitive to me. Kick it over, throw it out. That's what someone Kick it backwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, there you go. Uh, Michael Luff also joins us. Uh, you'll have been down there, Michael, as well. You go to most of the games away from home. Um, I don't know what banner you want me to portray you under. Um, Rogue Report, I Rogue think, report. would be most appropriate, yeah. Most appropriate, mm. Gareth. Nah, just say wise men say contribute there. Uh, flatly acknowledging to, us totally there. <laughs> to, contributed to. Well, Rory was on your thing the other week he under was. Roker Report banner. <laughs> yeah, I did put him under. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. He was under twice on <laughs> yeah. the website, but yeah. I've got a slot. I've got first. a slot this week actually. Oh, there you guys go. Fancy, fancy you go. <laughs> anyway, right. It was only a couple of games ago we played Crystal Palace. Who wants to talk about what's gone wrong? Sunderland, generally, obviously. <laughs> Come on, I didn't. I didn't watch the game. I don't think you can take. Um, I didn't watch the game. Tell me. I don't think you can take. So I don't think you can take a winning, beating Palace four 0 and being four 0 up at half time as a yardstick for anything. So mm. I think that's that. In in a way, that probably gives you a little bit of hope because we're still only three points away from safety, 
I guess an extra point with a goal difference maybe, but you know it's a win. We're a win from from getting close to getting out of it. Um, nobody seems to want to, you know, cut the cord so to speak with the bottom three. Um, if anything, more teams become dra- get dragged into it as the weeks go by. Bournemouth now looking a little bit choppy. Mm. Um, obviously, but Leicester. Things go the way it's going to go. It's going to be because last week it was like two points away, and then next week it's going to be like we are still only five points away, we and then five, it's going to keep going on. Five, keep going on. We were five points away a few weeks ago. If any of you, two, you, you yeah. two lads who were down there saw um, seen anything in the players' uh, attitude or performance that suggests they're going to turn this around? I don't think you could. You couldn't fault the the work rate, but I don't think you really could this season much. There's been a couple of games where you think, like Southampton, second half, the last 20 minutes, body language was shocking. But, you know, the effort was there on Saturday. It was just, they were much, much better, weren't they? It was just a nondescript yeah. game, wasn't it, I thought? Yeah. I, I just think we talk about um, work rate, but although the players, I think, are trying as hard as they possibly can, I just think we're missing far too many key players. There's not a man on the pitch. Like a league cat them all who will like grab a hold of people who will motivate the players, gee everybody up. You were looking around on Saturday and for me you there was a clear like kind of lack of leadership. Everyone was kind of doing the minimum requirement rather than trying to like push themselves on. I don't think it was ever a spell in the game where we got a hold of it. I take that on board and I, and I think you're right. Um and, and and you've just said you're not sure that the attitude is an issue, Richard. But should Everton as decent as they are, be able to beat Sunderland in first gear like they were. This is the way the Liverpool echo um, reported the game. I've mm. just read a couple of paragraphs um, that I've printed out, okay? Uh, the headline is Everton 2, Sunderland nil. the verdict. Boringly routine win gives Blues reason to be excited. And it says, Ronald Koeman's side struggled to get the pulse up to a gentle jog. Never mind racing, there was something to be said for the straightforward manner in which they won this game. Bar a fright deep into the second half when Arch Portrait Jermaine Defoe stuck the underside of the bar, the Blues dominated this game. While it may have taken to the last 10 minutes, Lukaku raced clear to equal Duncan Ferguson, blah, blah, blah. The outcome of this subdued affair was scarcely in doubt. Forget how low-key it may have been. This is one to enjoy how boringly routine it all was. That's not to say they'd get away with playing in second gear against Spurs next weekend or against West Brom a week later. That, to me, suggests it's more than just a... How do the half live? Yeah, well, <laughs> and the other half being Everton in this case. Yeah. With respect, I think well, good, I mean, not the half, but come on. Koeman himself, Koeman himself said they were far too comfortable second half, didn't he? So that, that can't just be down to ability. I'm not, I'm not, having, I'm not mm. having it. It's either there's either motivation issues or there's major, major tactical well, flaws. I, I think if you just look at the the when Sunderland are bad, you know they just they do so many bad things. In in I guess. Yeah, they, they didn't have to get out first gear. Maybe that, that made us look a bit better. But and Don gave the ball away quite a bit. Gibson looked off the pace. Larson looked off the pace. Barini just does nothing. Yanazai can't really play as a winger. Um, you know, defensively, yeah, I didn't think we looked too too bad defensively. I think shape shape wise, we're much all, better defensively right. than Southampton. Yeah. yeah, we're all right. That's not saying much. But obviously, we had to change the shape. Would have been interesting if we'd had the. I deny if it, if you would have gone with a back three or whether he had a change thought Oviedo had a decent game again. Um but you know the when when we play well, you know, we 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 look capable and that's that's what you gotta hope in the last twelve games that we have enough of those games where we can we can play well enough to win. 
yeah, we're going to lose some games as well, but we need the we need to win what five, probably five of of the twelve remaining. We've got eight, I would say eight reasonable fixtures in that in that twelve. So that's why I'm I'm not I'm I, I don't think we'll go down. I, really? I don't know why. I don't. I just don't. I don't think we'll go down. I just think we'll we might get some good players back at the right times. You know, if, if Kershaw comes back in and you know, hopefully we can keep him fit. You know, Nishimi might come back in towards at, at a key point and how far the, the from fixtures, HB, but Richard, also the, but the fixtures, the fixtures, the fixtures being moved is going to help us because we've got two fixtures being moved. They could well be yeah. both in the last three weeks of the season, yeah. so it gives us a chance to get players back. Well, I mean, we've done this before, and so the, yeah, we've, we've done you it know, before. It wouldn't exactly. surprise anybody. Richard, where, do we know what the situation is on Catamol and on an HB? Yeah, I think I think they'll both be April. Probably early to mid April. Is that not too? You're talking about bringing because then you've got to obviously yeah. get him up to match speed and stuff. But I mean, because he's had a bit of a setback, hasn't he? Kind of all takes generally when he comes back from injury, takes a good three or four games just to get warmed mm. up. But the the what he could bring in in his in the psychological side of the game might be the most valuable thing. Not so much could he do a half? Could a half fit Catamol do worse than Seb Larson is at the moment? I don't think so. I just think going back to what Gareth said before, it's interesting you talked about when we play really well, we are capable of putting a really good performance together, but when we're bad, we're terrible. I think that's been the big issue. Last season, I know we got a bit sick of Allardyce talking about respecting the point, but in the end, that's what kept us up. If you go back through Sunderland's games, if we had just ground out a nil, nil or one, one of places and got two or three extra points, things could look completely different. I just don't think we have our capability. I don't think Moyes is necessarily attacking enough to, to go against that. Philosophy though, he's quite cautious and negative as a manager, anyway, isn't he? So yeah. I know he doesn't come out and say it, yeah. but I would imagine he's sending his players out with a similar sort of mindset. You know, don't lose the game. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's not evident though. When you look at it, I don't think we are like mentally strong enough to grind out results and points. I think that's would... the issue. De- definitely mental strength, but that works both ways, doesn't it? No, definitely. Um, the the mental strength thing, you know, that you can see the the confidence really does swell when the when the Playing, having a good patch, and that's when they've got to hope that the, the chance comes and they take it. Like it, it, it's still whatever they're saying. Liverpool let go. It was routine win, but Defoe's effort goes six inches the other side of the line, and it's one all. Could have been and you've player. got twenty minutes to go. <clears throat> and I, I don't think that I think they would have gone. Oh, we're in trouble here. And I think that would have lifted Sunderland, and then you might have seen a different final twenty minutes. They wouldn't have been putting a match report in there like, oh god, it was so easy because, you know, it wouldn't have been easy twenty minutes to go at one all, mm. and then they would have been talking about how Everton didn't get out of second gear and took Sunderland for granted. Um, so it's all ifs and buts. Um, you look at like Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough can't buy one at the minute. They can't even buy a goal really. Middlesbrough will go down. Yeah, I think well, so. we, we might join them, yeah. but Middlesbrough will go down. Yeah, but at least Sunderland look capable of getting. The odd result yeah. and the odd result. If you get five odd results out of twelve, and it's that issue of going to go down, then isn't it again? Like we keep yeah. saying, and we were just speaking there and saying, Southampton had played a cup final yesterday. They go two 0 down against the run of play to Manchester yeah. United, and if that was Sunderland, it would have been about eight mm. nil. Mm. It would have been yeah. about eight nil. Yeah. But Southampton kept, you know, dominated the game. Still got back into the game two two. It goes back to when this we we played Southampton a couple of weeks ago. Gabudini, as I said at the time, I thought you had to credit his runs for both goals. So I'm glad he did that yesterday because mm. it's, you can see that that ability is there. His yeah. movement off the ball is unbelievable. Um, and that's all there was in that game. Mm. Uh, but yet the players just 
lost all belief. Now, and all, obviously, it's easier said than done. And Southampton are in a place mentally where where they could cope with going two down better than Sunderland. But it's just proof that so, you, you just you just can't pack in and give up but also, at two 0 which is what Sunderland did. And this is going to be an issue because if they're doing it a one nil, they're in trouble because we don't go in front a lot. But you look at also alluded to this point uh, the last time we did this show so Southampton we conceded yeah midway through the first half but <clears throat> midway if you go in at half time 1-0 you still got a chance mm. 47 minutes 2-0 90 minutes 3-0 94 minutes 4-0 yeah. weekend 40 minutes 1-0 it's a, it's a, it's a problem yeah, there's, there's over there's about 30% of the goals we've conceded this season have been in the last 5 minutes or in Red time, I guess, if you want to call it that, in the in the in added time, um, yeah, the, we've conceded about it'll be twenty. I think I can't remember exactly how many. It was thir- I think it's thirteen or fourteen goals. So mm. it's about twenty-seven percent, I think, <clears throat> of the goals we've conceded. A third of the goals you're conceding in the last five minutes of either half. That I don't think that's a coincidence. That's yeah. either a fitness, it's a concentration thing. Um, Concentration would be the obvious suggestion because you th- they're probably thinking, "Oh, we need to get to half time now." Yeah, they're already thinking about half time. We're already thinking, "Oh, we need to get." That, that's a bad place. The game's already gone. The game's a bad place to be. The two 0 down in that game with ninety minutes on the clock. They're thinking, "Well, it doesn't mm. matter now, does it?" Well, those two goals could matter. In goal difference, I mean, our goal difference already second worst in the league, so it could matter. But it's going to be tight down the bottom because. The team down there will go on a bad run and ship a load of goals before the end of the season. We've, we've seen it before when Sunderland have stayed up where we've looked. We've already been had about 12 goals on a team and then we've managed to eclipse them over over the course of the games that we've had where we've won and they've lost. I mean, remember Norwich where we had that six-goal swing where we beat them 3-0, you know, that we lose 3-0 <coughs> to Swansea. That's a six-goal swing against us. You know, you, well, we did. We clawed that back against Palace, but then we yeah, went and lost four 0 next game. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's an eight-goal swing with Palace, though, because you've, you've beaten them. So... I, I mean, I'd, I'd, yeah. Sorry, so I was going to say the other thing with the fixtures in March. They've only got two games, haven't they? So, like, come April, they could. I mean, would would you realistically expect again in the City this weekend? Probably not. You never know. That is the thing, though. But, uh, no, I'm saying, yeah. You, you never know. The capable of spring results, but but you sit like Liverpool game. Yeah. What are they going to do today? Draw, you know, draw two two, and we look really. We should have won that game when you look at it. I think, um, Gareth, you've said before on the podcast that um, we need obviously to get a lot more points than we've averaged this season so far so I don't think we are in a position where we can write off games like Saturday no. and write off games like Manchester City because we need the points yeah. therefore we do need to spring some of these surprise results from well, somewhere but this would be Sunderland like wouldn't it to grind out like a 0-0 draw or even sneak a 1-0 win and then go on, who have we got after that? Burnley Burnley at home who haven't won away all season <clears> in the league Yeah. so you know, you know what would happen there <laughs> put your on, on Burnley historically yeah. And that's ahead of a busy April where there's already six, potentially seven games if the Borough games reschedule for them, which I think will. I think that'll work in our favour, having all those games close together. It's a quick against just a lot get, of teams. Just get them in amongst them. If you get you get one win, you got the next game against you know, they are winnable games. You know, we've got Chelsea last game of the season, which is perfect really, because that's yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the tough ones out the way, so to speak. I mean, if it's coming down to the last day of the season, then it's not it's not you're not focusing on the fact, oh, well, we've got Chelsea, that's a tough game. You're focusing on the fact that it's taking you 37 games to get yourself into a position where you have to stay up. And it never goes to the last game of the season for us somehow. Everyone thinks it will, and we're always yeah. safe by the, the middle of the, the final week of the season. 
I just think, I don't know why. I just Is there anything in what Seb Larson says? Because he was saying, I, I might have been to you guys, uh, Richard, saying that um, he thinks other sides will look at that and they're running, that Sunderland have that, and he thinks subconsciously the, the Sunderland players will gain confidence from that as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it was a piece he did with the club website. but um, okay. And then you, you just guess... You judge Seb Larson on his recent performances, and they've not been, they've not been great. Well, no, yeah, not speaking about him personally. Yeah, yeah, I was speaking, just saying, yeah, he's yeah. not sort of. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of experience in there. Um, other teams might think, bloody hell, they've just gone to New York for four days. They're obviously pretty relaxed about the relegation situation. Um, that doesn't mean brought up as much as I thought it was going to be by fans, unless I've just been, unless yeah. I've managed to avoid social media because I've been busy this week. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because you look at someone like Seb Larson at the moment, you'd say if every everyone was fit, I mean, what he's behind, you'd say he's behind Gibson and Dong, Kershaw, Catamol, McNair, McNair, maybe Rodwell at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's probably sixth, seventh choice in terms of. So you know, you probably wouldn't get in get into two teams. Um, you could play in front of in front of Larson, um, and that's a shame because. He has been, you know, as he's had his critics, but he's a really important. He has been a really important player for Sunderland since he since he arrived in twenty was it two thousand and eleven yeah, he joined. Yeah. So he's been here for six years. I mean, he's been player of the season. So, but I think it's just sad that we're having to rely on him, and it exposes his, you know, his frailties when he's not playing well. You know, which magnified the fact that he's a bit older, um, and and he hasn't been, he hasn't <coughs> been playing a team that's been getting results, and on top of that, he's been injured. So. You know, and it was a bad injury again. It was a knee problem, a knee ligament problem. So, you know, I, I think it's fair to criticise him. But I think that they want really the player who. Uh, well, how do you manage someone like Fabio Barino? You know, no matter what you seem <coughs> to do, it doesn't seem to improve his performance. He changes position, doesn't matter. You drop him, try and get a rise out of him, doesn't do anything. You start him every week, he doesn't do anything. You know, he must be the least effective player we've got on the side at the moment, really. When he plays, mm. just going back to the point, the original point Larson made though about other teams maybe subconsciously being afraid of our like run that we put together traditionally at the end of the season. But my main worry is where is the spark going to come from this year? Because we're not going to sack Moyes realistically. I'm not. I wouldn't advocate sacking him, but in the past that's got our like boost towards the end of the season. Last year Allardyce came in, and yeah, we got really good sustained form the second half of the season. But for me, I look at the team now, and you look at the fan base, and you look around the area. It's just flat, and I don't mm. see where we're going to get this spark from to put together a running games to keep us up. It's a, it's an interesting point because Moyes made the the point after the Saturday that he's still convinced, as he would be, that there's a winning run in that 12 games. But yeah, like you say, aside from Jermaine Defoe, I mean, obviously the return of Pickford's a big boost, but there's been little really to see. Well, people get excited about you know Nietzsche might come back in the start of April. Yeah. Um, all it takes is one win. And if you've got six, seven games in 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 six in five weeks, you, you know that momentum. You know that's what it is. We always say it's momentum in it, and we got yeah. people. We've got teams like, Bo- I mean, Bournemouth at home could be a massive game because, you know, I think they they. I mean, two or three more games if they they don't pick up results, they're right in it anyway. So, you know, Swansea have probably moved out of the reckoning in some ways, and we've got them second last, haven't we? So. Mm. They might think, oh, well, we're done and dusted. But, you, you know, everyone's always relegated, aren't they? Or, well, they're definitely down. And then, or, like, Swansea were definitely down three weeks ago. Or... I'm not saying we're definitely down, but I just think rationally, if I wasn't a Sunderland supporter with that, like, 
irrational optimism that we all have. I just, if I was looking from an outsider's perspective, I would be writing this on the off right now. Yeah, oh, well, of course you would. You'd be mad not to, wouldn't you? Bottom of the league. And how many chances we had to get out? Of, is it exactly, this is it. I mean, you yeah. talk about putting runs together, and we have got some really good results in isolation, but we've never kicked on. So we had the run of games where we won 3 and 4, but then we went to Swansea and got beat 3 0 when Bob Bradley was there. We had the Southampton game recently, and I just, as I say, unfortunately, I can't see where this run's going to come from. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, did, you, but did you see... Well, but did you see and, that, and I'm normally one of the optimistic yeah. ones. But, but did you see that... That th- those three wins in four coming on the back of the worst start we've ever had. You know, the worst not. start of any team in the last 105 yeah, years yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So and HB was huge for that, though, wasn't he? He was, because he, he, he changed the playing. whole way we played and everything. And there I you go. His, 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 sorry, I was going to say, his, his brace has come off his knee, so uh, I don't know how long it takes to recover from something like that. It was a medial knee. Yeah, it was 10 weeks originally, wasn't it? So probably mid-April, mid maybe. When was the West Brom game? Uh, week I mean, it January. feels like a lifetime. It, 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 it just it really highlights our lack of options, doesn't it? That we are so reliant on Victor <clears> and HB suddenly. <throat> if you think back to before we came, yeah. well, we before, before we signed them, we didn't. You know, it's almost him or nothing. We didn't the sign that. We didn't sign striker in the window, which you know, there's, there's That's various. Really what's going to cost them is the two transfer windows. There's various different opinions on that, whether or not. I kind of agree that we shouldn't just be buying anyone for the sake of buying anyone. But then you could argue, well, Les Scott's anyone. And each of you is anyone. Mm. Um, yeah. So Sometimes it's about the shape more than anything, isn't it? And, and having an outlet there. Yeah. Even if it's not the best player in the world, someone that can go and stand and do that job, unless you'd want to put Les Scott up there. <laughs> Give him a go. <laughs> the wide left in between the lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papi up there. <clears throat> Anywhere. He's well, back, he was, he'd be back this weekend. Papi. Uh, Leicester was it Leicester who used to play all the centre halves up front. All had a goal, yeah, didn't they? Marshall um, and Walsh and Walsh. Um, that Elliot. Else. Yeah, Elliot. They all had a goal up front, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, he used to chuck them up there. Yeah. Didn't um, Steve Bruce put Ned and Manure up front once? He, uh, Stuart Pace put David James David on up James, front. I, yes. last yeah, game yeah, yeah. I think that says more about Stuart Pace than anything yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, he d- yeah, you can't listen to Stuart Pearce say more than two sentences without saying this moment in time. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> really irritated. Once you notice it once, you notice it more often. <laughs> this is what the show's become already. We're 20 minutes in and we're uh, trying to digress. I'm just, well, we're not trying to digress. It's quite organic, <laughs> I thought. Did you get you, uh, did you get you any any feedback or people that disillusioned that didn't no, even bother? No, I've got some questions. Go on, some then. questions. I find them. We're using my phone and that. Let's have a look here. Some football ones, non-football ones. Um, I'll keep that one for after. 
this is a bit of a generic one I guess but if we were to go down who would stay who would be good enough for the championship Oh, we're going to do a whole show on that at some point yeah, during the international breaks. I don't want to spoil that too much. I've got to be honest. Now I keep saying it, that as funny as it sounds, because of a financial situation and because uh, you could hardly say Moyes had, had, had been the most inspiring tactically and in the transfer window. But in the last four seasons where we flirted with relegation, this is probably the most relaxed I am about going down. To be honest, because of some of the young players we have there, I think would would do well in the championship. Mm. Well, plus for the parachute say, payments, plus potentially bringing yeah. in 30 plus million quid for a couple of players, I would be quite relaxed. It's, it's interesting when people say, oh, they'd be the next Portsmouth or the next Leeds, and they just pull these names out the air of clubs without really, you know, looking at the financial situation. Well, everyone, everyone goes on about how much better it is in the lower league, so we can all enjoy that, can't we? Um, <laughs> I don't want to answer that too much because we will at some point if things, get, if things keep continue to get as bad as they are. No doubt we're going to yeah. we're going to speak about that in detail on one on one of the shows. Sorry, that question was from Johnny Goldsmith. Sorry, um, uh, no, no, I, I get I get asked quite often actually. Um, <laughs> really Neil at the White Cafu, long time listener. This is a good one actually. He says wouldn't even bother looking at the game. Maybe it's a three years since memories of the League Cup final weekend, twenty fourteen. Well, we almost have give that a thought yesterday when that game yeah, was on. Yeah, you always do, don't you? It was impossible the, not to. Yeah. <laughs> when, the, um, when, the, when the League Cup comes on, and you, you do think about you know what you would have been. I was actually down in London at the weekend, so obviously I would have would drove past Wembley on the way out on the uh, Megabus. Was that your coping tactic, to go down <laughs> to the city just be in there. where it was? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I was on the, on the tube on the way out and there was... Uh, some I'm assuming Man United fans cause they actually had Manchester accents, um, and they were like, "Oh, we'll just um, we'll get off here, and then I'll probably have some few texts off some mates. Some people might want to meet up, but we'll just head up to Wembley and chill out and grab a sandwich." <laughs> I was just thinking that just tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? <laughs> we absolutely took over. I know. Yeah. Went, I know. I know. It, it, and you're still it, going down there now, pining for it to happen again. You, you know, it's the <laughs> yes. that's that's what. And you know, always say about that is when when we when you walked out Wembley and you looked at the Man City fans, you'd think they'd lost. Mm. You know the the way that the way they were, it was just a routine victory for them, and yeah. but they've just won the cup. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it, it, it's interesting as well when you think of what Manchester City were as a club. I mean, we yeah. talk about Stuart Pearce. Eh? They had Stuart Pearce as a manager, couldn't score a goal like for loving the money, and now suddenly they're in a situation where the league cup's almost beneath them. Yeah, I mean, it, and it happened quite quickly, really. I mean, from when what when was it? It took over the two thousand. So ten year ago, nearly. Was it two thousand and seven? Was it? Yeah, it was because that's when they signed. Um, oh, it might be yeah, later. Signed Rubinho, didn't they? Mm. So it might be nine. I think the year before, in two thousand and seven, I think they had. Uh, I think they signed Alano and yeah, they had a couple uh, of marquee yeah. ones. Yeah. I yeah. What was the other lad called who went the whole? Giovanni. Giovanni. Giovanni um, and, like John people like that to sign. Yeah, well. that was Ericsson, wasn't it? Yeah, they did sign quite. Spend quite a bit of money, and then the following season, obviously they got Hughes. And was that the season they got beat eight one by Borough on the last day. Yeah, 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 yeah. last year, on man. the last yeah. day. I was, you know, that, and it's interesting how quickly. I mean, we've talked about this on the when we've done the live shows and stuff, and I've kind of put it to the question to people: If <clears throat> would you take what Man City you've got now? And I know it's easy to say yeah. yes. <laughs> I, I know, but it is, and everyone always goes yeah, and like acts like I'm an idiot, but I just always think about you know. The day I could walk out of the cup final, winning it and looking like we lost, you know what? What? At what point does that? What does that mean about being? What does that mean about being a football supporter anymore? Like, 
your priority. Obviously, you got other games to look after, look look ahead to, like Champions League games, and but then when do they come? Become irrelevant. You would rather it happen sort of organically, wouldn't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, like they did with Man United under Ferguson. Yeah. But of course, they were one of the league's big boys, and and, well, and relatively speaking, they still had money to spend. But they didn't. You know, Chelsea were the first club really. Well, no, you was a Blackburn, wouldn't you? Were yeah, the ones yeah, who, yeah. who got lots of money and kind of did it that way. But I guess he yeah. was. You know, they, they kind of had a little bit of a free pass in there because it was a it was a local bloke in it who bought mm. the the club. You know, it was like I guess Gibson, at Gibson, Borough, yeah, or whatever yeah. he was. Yeah. You know, Mr. Blackburn, wasn't he? Um, I think that... that but well, still, it wasn't. Know, it wasn't I, I remember them in the second tier and then suddenly bought all these first division players and blew the, you know, blew everybody away, didn't they? Mm. Well, so, they had some fantastic players, didn't they? Is there any more questions? Yeah, there is. Um, let's have a look at this one. Will there be a day when there's a competent local railway network in the north of England? That's from <laughs> um, Walshy. Um, I got the Megabus yesterday to London. And How much was from? Sixteen pound return it was. Yeah, from, see, I got, got the megabus from Liverpool, so probably Rich's little detail on the way home was nothing on being an overcrammed, sweaty <laughs> megabus at nine o'clock last night. I don't, I, oh, think, yeah. I don't mind them. Like, I, was it full? Was it rammed? Is that was no, rammed? no. It was well, we got on there and we were like right at the front. Of the Guy bus. was a big advocate of the megabus. So we had like the um, <laughs> we're right where the stairs were, so you, you could Trying recline to get your seat and, and sponsor the yeah. show. <laughs> you could recline your seat without uh, any any bother. There's no oh, one behind you, right at yeah. the front of the bus. Oh, Managed to get the week, um, the League Cup final on on the Sky Go on the phone, so I was like just sitting there on the <laughs> bus watching the match. It was all right. <laughs> I don't think it's too bad. So get the Megabus, Walsh. I'm sure you do because I think you live in Leeds. I've seen on the Twitters, so he probably Leeds as well. Two hours on the Megabus to Leeds oh, cost about six quid to yeah. return. It cost me like three pound fifty to get here, <laughs> so six quid return to Leeds. So doesn't matter if there's a competent local railway network. Use the Megabus. <laughs> tickets available at www.megabus.co.uk well, well, the the only two football questions yeah. there <laughs> yeah. to sign in the times well it is no football. you, you ask for people to engage I asked for like Mega, non-football you always questions get it, you know, after the win like we got against Crystal Palace you'll get yeah. lots of engagement levels then yeah. or if you, if you collapse at home you'll get yeah. lots of engagement levels then but a routine or how did the Echo put it He's again? Who has the best? Who's had the best boringly flam- routine yeah. uh, defeat? And you're, you're not going to yeah, get yeah. people interested, are you? Who has had the best flamboyant hairstyle <clears throat> at Sunderland? Like, only, the only two I can think of has been Ndong and Cece. Surely, Jan. No, Cece, because he mixed it up a bit. He did. He had a few different. For the derby, had like red and white hair, yeah. didn't he? For the derby, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure John had like a th- the three shaved. He did. Well, obviously, that three shaved into his head. When you say, if you were well. I know what you'd say if you saw somebody with a three shaved in the head walking down the street. Obviously, we couldn't see it on here, but you you would say, "Oh, that's a flamboyant hairstyle." <laughs> I remember Sean Fortman used to like a bit of a oh, bit did, flamboyancy. Yeah, yeah, he used, with a white tracksuit, used to walk around yeah. bridges and that. Yeah, she <laughs> didn't. Um, wasn't there a couple of players who all like ended up? Not Perez. What about Perez when he went off, shaved the the long hair off, and mm. went with the spiky bleach yeah, that blonde? Was, that was interesting, wasn't it? That was, was interesting. Totally changed his image. There was two blokes that used to sit at the front of the north stand who used to dress like him. <laughs> in the match every every match no way. They were, and, they used, and they used to run behind the goal and do the uh, way not worthy thing with the arms every time he made a save and they had the same haircut they used to wear the kit honestly <laughs> that was the first season at the stadium of light I remember clearly so they had that I, yeah, they honestly had that they, they had the got, when I got that haircut and they used to wear the Sunderland kits and they used to sit near the front of the north stand near the front and every time he 
he did a save they would run to the front and do that way not worthy thing with that well, the sure. not always a success is it <laughs> we need to find who these people are because I'm telling you that it did happen um, if it's that you do you want to tweet us and if you've you know, got the it would be good honestly because it, because it did happen the day, the before, is, must the day be. before photos on your phones and stuff like that well, I mean, if ever, barely anybody had a phone yeah, there. if anyone ever saw that happen I mean surely they'll you know on the end of season videos maybe I'll like go back troll back through the replays yeah I bet it's there somewhere oh, especially the, in the playoffs the, the echo Richard if you can uh, get yeah, some yeah we'll have a look through the archives, look through the archives. Yeah, yeah. what do you think they did it was at Wembley it was the first season when he dropped that ball. it was the first season <laughs> they're like we are worthy actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they got the head shaved immediately after we yeah, gave in the, in the ground <laughs> the last right. five minutes I want to are there any more there worth reading out because I want to ask so now there's a debate about the correct spelling of crack as in we're gonna, That's Irish good crack. Oh, I did the Irish winner. Well, I, I did. I do normally. I and then somebody. Yeah, it's always the same person. A guy called Jerry Manring always replies correctly. This was crack, and I said I only I only put that in there because I know he'd reply and correct me. <laughs> so there's a debate going on about the correct spelling. So if you've got any thoughts on that, feel free to contact us, and we'll I think talk I used about to it spell next it week. The English way, but it's got a different meaning altogether. So. Apparently not. Yeah. Apparently it was. Oh really? Stolen. For, by the Irish really oh god we're not going down that route <laughs> but obviously because of like yeah, a, because of the conversation we'll go there because of the obviously the probably the influx of um, St Patrick's Day crack um, we're, we're probably <laughs> okay, where we are well, we invented Guinness hats actually <laughs> so there what, you go um, the people think David Moyes is under threat job wise no. no no I don't think so I think he's very much here for the. He obviously signed a four-year contract. Uh, is that the only reason? For, what the that he's safe for the financial, uh, the financial no, impact. If we would, I mean, him, him and Martin Bain are very close aren't they, yeah. for the start. Um, mm-hmm. She's got a very close ally there. I think if you survive the worst ever start in Premier League history, you, you you're probably going to see out the season. Certainly, so I certainly, certainly don't think he's under what any about, pressure. What about his commitment levels? I know you don't know this, but yeah. I'm asking what you think. Next yeah. season, say we were to go down. It's an interesting one, because obviously Newcastle quickly confirmed Rafa Benitez's boss. That was different, because he came in late, hadn't he? What, would... Do you think that was quick confirmation? It took about two weeks, didn't it? Well, all right, relatively, I suppose. <laughs> they didn't they drag did on as long like, as the Sam Alder stuff. Will you, would you, will you like be um, begging, using the front page of the actor <laughs> to beg David Moyes, Moyes, to, Moyes stay. to stay? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. It's an interesting point from the fans, whether they would have the same... Thought I would no, suspect I would probably suggest, not. No, I would suspect um, not. It's weird, isn't it? Because there's no way for David Moyes' career, by the way, if, he, if we get relegated, it's not like he can just walk out and then land another Premier League well, job. You, it, yeah. you wouldn't have yeah. thought, because he's he's very much do damage limitation for him at the moment, isn't yeah. it? Or trying to repair his uh, reputation. But don't anyway. you think as well, on a on a positive, <clears throat> looking at it positively, that the the mess. I think the the actions kind of of of, of Bain and, and Moyes and uh, the administration. The and what they've actually done, I think it does sort of tie together nine out of ten times, which it does feel like everyone's, even though the results in, in, have been poor and that's that's no different, but you've always had this kind of feeling of a bit of disharmony, whether it be, you know, Poyet having a go at the manager or, the, sorry, at the, at, at the Ellis Short or the the fact that you've got well, the Adam Johnson situation, obviously, it, it, you you kind of feel this time we've got a presence in, in the boardroom who's speaking publicly. You've got the manager who's kind of on the board the same <coughs> way. I don't know. And the, then the actions as well in the community, I think, have been 
pretty good. They've done some really good. I mean, things. that's a big positive, isn't it? But obviously, yeah, fans would rather have points than <laughs> seeing the team <laughs> train. But, but it's but it's but it's a positive step. But this is it. Everyone everyone wants it all now, and unfortunately, exactly. you the, re, the, the 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 we've tried to act in the short term, and then hope for long term benefit. Whereas this time, it's almost like, well, what will be will be in the short term. But we know if we do this, do the right things now, yeah, in time, we're going to have a positive result. And really, we've been firefighting for five years. Exactly. So I mean, people talk about if we went down, there'd want maybe like a young, hungry manager who would be on a double trajectory. But we've already been there and tried that, like you say. I don't think there's any like magic formula that's going to turn our fortunes around anytime soon. So I think we could do a lot worse than persist with Moyes, whatever happens. And I think he deserves the opportunity when we go down. We talked before about which players will leave the club. I think he deserves the opportunity to have that clear out and bring his own players and see how we get on. I don't think it, it might not necessarily like Stevens made the point. It might not have to be a clear out. I mean, but you know what I mean. Enough so he, players in. Yeah, enough players. Yeah. He's probably brought enough players in himself that'll be good enough at that level, um, mm. and they might get better playing at that level week in week out. Um, if we go down, of course. I mean, but I think someone posed the question actually: Will, will next if we do stay up, will next season be any different to this season? I mean. I know obviously the the wage bill does increase every season from a financial fair play perspective, and we'll get the we'll get the prem, the money, won't we? We'll it's the first end of the first year of the TV deal. He so sells we'll somebody more. He's got he's got history selling. Yeah, As he's got previous. It's his business Evan, model. That yeah. was the way. That was. I mean, Pick, was Pickford wouldn't stay, would he? I mean, yeah. even if they stay up, chances are Pickford might may well be off. So there's big money. You would hope for at least one player. Yeah, and he, he, to be fair as well, it's on that point, you've got there's two. But like you look that, at you yeah. look at two players. I guess you've, you've been realistic. You look at two players. I think more, and, sorry, I was going to say more, from, more from other clubs wanting them yeah. rather than someone wanting to sell them. Because if you had a choice, you would say, "Let's get rid of Corny." Yeah, yeah. Try and get a couple yeah, of players. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, we've sold Van Arnold at a profit, and we've sold Seb Quatnes as a at a profit, and since they've been here, which I mean, it was three in the last. 47 or something 47 so we've done they can't take credit for that though they were both Poyet signings to be fair well they were yeah but but other players all other done is, all have done is, yeah but, but all I've done is accept offers for them Poyet still bought the players it's not yeah. because they've changed well, the model they haven't made a, say that, a profit on those players because they've changed drastically changed the model but we were criticised for, for selling Kabul at such a low fee in the summer mm. and that he didn't buy him so you know they have done they have, they have imp- that is an improvement and other players who've gone have been bought by managers previous because well we've had more managers than players so you know it's it's, it's only natural that players are going to players who were sold are going to be sold uh, by managers who probably didn't buy them but the point is that we sold them at you know a reasonable profit for the two we only put spent what three and a half million on the two players and we got what seventeen well probably about fifteen profit on the, on the two so. It's all right, isn't it? If you enjoy bank accounts, <laughs> yeah, yeah. love bank accounts, me. Not <laughs> West away. Yeah. <laughs> the game was so dull of the weekend. Some fans have been sitting there talking about bank accounts, and business yeah. models, and profits. Yeah. Spreadsheets uh, so all over desk as we speak. Just <laughs> yeah, but that's what, that, I guess that's part of football now, and you know, the, the people are. You've got access to so much information. I mean, we're standing here doing this now. You know. It's a relatively recent thing, isn't it? Everyone's a, everyone's an expert and everything, but everyone's probably more informed than they've ever been because because of that. What's available to you to to, to drill down into and and to, you sort of your your opinions generally become a bit more validated. Yeah, or, or you know, 
different levels you know it's all it's all a wider picture in it so yeah it's um whatever level you look at it in Sunderland it never appears to be that <laughs> positive does it but you know would anyone be thinking about getting rid of Moyes before we wrap it up no I mean I, I know in the first 10 games I, I would have thought I would have entertained the idea just because he looked absolutely clueless um, but I think <clears throat> it's like I think it is a case of you know with this Moyes is our medicine now it's like he, you know, we've we've been ill for five years, and now we've got to like try <laughs> this. We've got to try this like revolutionary treatment in nasty tears doing something antibiotic, doing, <laughs> continuing to do something. Kids really hate yeah. those ones. Yeah. No, they're like, oh, they're oh, like, oh, they're like oh, boys isn't The love the tears of Carpal. That's the antibiotic, mm. one, isn't it? Tell you what was minging junior disprong. Do you ever have that? Uh, possibly. It's like a soluble <laughs> thing. It was absolutely disgusting. <laughs> That's what David Moyes' junior disprong. <laughs> That's a good well, name you know, for the show. But it does make it did make you feel better. Get that quote. End. Get that quote written down. I'm going to tweet out the show using that quote advertising. <laughs> see if anybody's going to listen. But th- <laughs> thanks if you did listen. The, the loyal lot we have anyway. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. Yeah, into the light later in the week, isn't it? Thursday. We haven't been told no, randomly otherwise that he wants to do it on Tuesday morning. He wants to do it three o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday or something <laughs> yeah. like that. So we're fine. So thanks for listening anyway. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.